0: As a lot of you guys might know by now, I was recently on the Netflix show called Nailed It. Um, If you haven't caught the episode yet, it's season three, episode three, titled Masterpiece or Disasterpiece, which is pretty much the title of every episode that goes down in my art room every single day. Just kidding. They're all masterpieces. Since being on the show, I've gotten a lot of questions from family, from friends, asking how did I get on the show? What was the process like? How is Wes like in person? So you know what? I thought I would make a podcast to try my best to answer your questions right here. So this episode is dedicated to doing just that. I threw out there on Instagram asking folks, if you all have questions for me, please send them my way. And you almost certainly did. So I'm going to answer them today as much as the non-disclosure that I signed allows me to, and hopefully just share that experience with you. So let's get started. So a lot of these questions came to me from teachers and art teachers, and I'm going to share the Instagram handle of those folks who threw those questions my way. You might want to make sure to follow these friends because these people are awesome. So I'm going to start with my friend Polly. You can find her at Polly Blair Art. She wants to know, how did you get on the show and did they approach you? So I was approached By Netflix, about it had to have been more than a year ago because it was springtime last year when I was just kind of casually scrolling through my email, which is not something that I normally do. If you've ever tried to send me an email and you've waited until forever to get a response from me, trust me, it's not you, it's me. I'm literally the worst. As I was scrolling through, though, there was one email that caught my eye because in the subject line, it said something about being on a Netflix show. Say, what now? Immediately, I opened it up, and sure enough, it was someone from Netflix asking me if I would be interested in auditioning for the show called Nailed It. Now, my knee-jerk reaction was to immediately say, yes, sign me up. I'm on the next plane to Hollywood. But the logical side of my brain said, hold up, girl, you've never even seen this show. You might wanna check it out before responding yes or no. So that night, that's what I did. I went home and I watched one episode. One episode was all I actually watched before even going on the show. I'll get back to that in a moment. I watched one episode and I thought, ooh, this is a timed baking show. If you're not familiar with the show, just real quick, The whole premise of the show is that you have two rounds of baking competitions. No matter how poorly you do in round one, you automatically move on to round two. And it doesn't continue on from one episode to the other. It's just one episode, three contestants give it their best. I watched one episode and I was like, no, 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 no. This girl right here, she doesn't know how to bake, doesn't have any interest in baking, don't even want to learn how to bake. I'll eat baked goods all day long, but I just don't want to make them. The second thing that stressed me out just watching this show was the fact that it was timed. I abhor timed activities. Anything with a stopwatch or a timer makes my hands sweat. So as much as it pained me to write back an email that said no, that's exactly what I did. And then immediately I got another response from Netflix saying, but this is why you're perfect for the show. This is a baking show for people who don't know how to bake. We think you'd be perfect. Okay, so obviously they'd been talking to my husband because how did they know that about me? I mean, really, for real, Mitch, I'm on to you. It was at that point that I thought, you know what? Why not? One thing that I do, I don't know if this is a good habit or a bad habit, but in this case, I'm going to say it's a good one. I say yes to things that scare me. I say yes to things that I'm intrigued by, but yet really lack any sort of experience, expertise, or whateverness, but I'm interested and I'm a little scared. And I always take that little bit of scared feeling and know that if I feel interested and a little bit scared, then that's when I know I should say yes. A lot of times I think I should only be saying yes to things that push me closer to my goal of being the best art teacher or the best artist or best whatever it is that at the moment I'm thinking I want to be but sometimes you should just say yes to things that you don't know where it's going to take you. I mean, I'm not saying that saying yes to being on the show had me thinking I was gonna be the next international baking star or the next host of some sort of other Netflix whateverness. That wasn't what I had in mind at all. I just wanted to say yes because it sounded fun, different, but most of all, it sounded like something that would push me out of my comfort zone. So I would say this to you, if you ever find yourself on the fence to saying yes or no to something, but you're intrigued and a little bit scared, I challenge you to say yes. Another way for me of thinking about it was, I thought, I will actually be putting myself in my students' shoes. When my students come to my art class, they have 30 minutes. Talk about a timed event. Not only that, but when they come to my class, I'm asking them to do things that they, quote, don't know how to do, dot, 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 yet. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't know how to bake, dot, dot, dot. I was on Nailed that Now I know how to bake. Oh, heck no. But going back to my kids, they do come back to me week after week so that yet, is important because eventually they do learn how to weave, work with clay, draw something that they thought they couldn't do. And what about putting myself in their shoes, going on to a baking show where I don't know how to do something, and just trying it? And maybe that could be some sort of lesson for me to see what it's like for them. So with all of those kind of ideas floating around in my head, I decided to go ahead and say yes. My next question also comes from Polly, and she wanted to know, was it fun or was it stressful? Okay, I'm not going to lie. It was beyond stressful. I will never forget, and some of you guys were with me when this happened, but this was several years ago. Tim Gunn, The one and only Tim Gunn was the speaker at NAEA when it was hosted in New Orleans. And he even did a workshop. And you better believe I was the first one to sign up for that workshop. What I didn't do was I didn't read what the workshop was about. Turns out the workshop was set up to be like a mini project runway where you had to work with a team of people, you had a a limited amount of supplies, and you had to create something wearable you have never seen somebody lose her mind so fast. Just the the stress of making something that had to be worn and, and the notion that I was supposed to be good at this because that's something that I do. I, I make clothing a lot. And not only that, but Tim Gunn was going to be our judge. I literally froze. And so that has hung with me, the fact that I do not operate well under pressure remembering that experience, really, I carried that with me when I went on Nailed It. I thought, I'm going to freeze up just like I did in front of Tim Gunn. This is going to be so stinking stressful. Not to mention, there was a little bit of downtime. Time for me to sit and chat with Anil and Toy, Toy Chica, um, and just get to know them. And I'll never forget. <laughs> we were sitting around talking and they started chatting about their favorite Nailed It episode, which one they liked the best, which competitor had the best strategy, what their strategy was going to be. And I got real quiet. Remember, I had only seen one episode, y'all. And they both turned to me and they said, Cassie, what, what episode did you like? Who are you going to try to emulate when it comes to your, your strategy? And I said, well... I've only watched, like, the one episode, the first one. So they, like, busted out laughing. They both looked at each other, and I knew by the looks on their faces that they were like, oh, yeah, we got this in the bag. That also caused me a little bit of stress. I was like, oh, my gosh, what on earth was I thinking going on a show without at least doing a little bit of homework? And then once we were on the set baking – all I could focus on was that giant red digital clock. I It, it just kind of loomed over us, ticking away, and it really didn't help that Nicole was like constantly shouting at us, telling us that time was a waste and we needed to get to bacon. So that's kind of like one of the reasons that if you've caught the episode in round one, you'll see that I only baked my cookie for, I kept saying five minutes. I swear to you guys, it was only in there for three. It was the most underbaked thing ever on the planet. But I was just so fearful and stressed out that I wasn't going to have enough time. And I learned real fast that that didn't matter. Spending all my time making it look pretty didn't matter, that making sure it was actually edible happened to be, like, of utmost importance. So, yes, Polly. Yes. It was stressful. Would I do it again? In a heartbeat. Would I be just as stressed? For sure. My next question comes from my friend Jen. You can find her on Instagram at doll, D-A-H-L, Jen74. Jen says, your hand was bandaged at the end. Did you burn it? It's so funny. I've actually kind of forgotten. Maybe I have post-traumatic stress. I've kind of put it out of my brain exactly what happened. It wasn't a burn. I think it was in round, I know it was in round two because I didn't have the bandage on my hand in round one, that I was trying to slice open this package of the modeling chocolate, modeling clay chocolate, which, by the way, is the most... It's like sculpting with a rock. It's impossible to work with. So I would just like to say that before any of y'all pass judgment on my statue of David looking completely horrifying and not even having a butt. There's a the reason my statue of David's statue didn't get rotated to the back. I didn't even get a chance to finish him. But anyway, in my effort to get that package open so quickly, I'm, I think I cut open my hand. And we were told that if we have any incidences at all that we were to shout medic, And immediately somebody would come over and help us out. And I remember hesitating for just a moment, even though blood was like spurting out of my hand. And I thought, if I call a medic over here, I'm going to lose time. So maybe I won't call a medic and maybe blood won't get in the food. (laughs) And then I was like, Cassie, they spit out your food in the first round because you undercooked it. If there's blood in the food in the second round, imagine what's going to happen. So I hollowed out medic. It was a minor cut, but it was one of those cuts that wouldn't stop bleeding, and they bandaged my hand like so fiercely. Like it looks like I about chopped off a finger with the amount of bandaging they put on. But it's also why you'll see me in some clips wearing just one blue glove, Michael Jackson style, on my hand. It's because that was the glove with the or the hand with the bandage on it. The next question comes from um, at. Von Drunk, Druk? at Von Druk, Sorry. And the question is: Is Wes really just a stagehand, or is he a legit actor extra that they hired? Oh my gosh! Who else? Wes is the bomb. Dot com. And I literally think that um, we weren't formally introduced to Wes. He just, just like on the show, he magically appeared at the end to offer up the trophy. Which side note. I don't have, Um, but he—I felt like pretty much was running the entire production. He was calling basically all the shots, so he's definitely more than an actor and a stagehand. He's running the show. At least that was my takeaway. I could totally be wrong, but he was awesome. It was awesome. And as far as the other hosts go. I loved them all. Um, I didn't have a lot of interaction with any of them except for Jacques. And that was when I hit my panic button and Jacques came over to help me out. And I got to spend three minutes of magical one-on-one time with him. And it was magical because he's like the nicest human ever. My next question comes from at Alicia T. Shepherd. She asks, did you feel more confident going on the show since you're an art teacher? Um... I did, I really, really did. I I mean, I thought after having watched that first episode, I thought, okay, got it. They bake something, but then they gotta make it look good. And I mean, I make stuff look good all day long. That's what I do. I'm an art teacher, I'm an artist. So I definitely felt pretty confident on that side of the competition. The baking side, not so much. But in round one, when I saw them open up that door and reveal the cookies, I was like, OMG, I have got this in the bag, which is part of the reason why I didn't even bother baking the cookie. I mean, on the show, I think I said I baked it for five minutes, but I actually think it was only three. I took that sucker out of the oven and just started painting because I thought, I can do this. This is gonna knock it out of the park. They're gonna be blown away. Little did I realize that they were actually going to have to be able to eat the cookie and it was going to have to be something they weren't going to spit out. So after that mortifying thing happened, I realized real fast that my art skills didn't matter at all if I couldn't make something that was edible, which is why in the second round, My whole strategy, I actually had a strategy, thanks to Toy and Anil, I actually had a strategy going into round two. My strategy was get Jacques over to my station as soon as I could get him over there. Like within the first three minutes of me baking, I hit that buzzer knowing that I needed him to walk me through what I didn't know how to do, which was bake. Side note, the recipes are a little bit incomplete. I know when I was watching the show, I was like, why don't these people just follow the recipe? Well, they probably could be followed easily by people who know how to bake, people who don't need their hand held through every single step. But I did. And knowing that and knowing there were going to be holes in the recipe, that's why I got my friend Jacques over there to help me out. And I put baking first and the making part, the making it look cute part, second. And I think that's what actually helped me make it on to winning. Sorry, spoiler alert, alert but I kind of won. I kind of nailed it taste-wise. If you saw my Statue of David, you would know that he, oh, goodness, he looks like he got hammered and nailed, but that's about it. My next question comes from at Becca Ags 10. How did you get chosen? I don't know. If I were going to guess, I would say that I was probably chosen because I am i put myself out there a lot on social media. I have a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, I have a, a lot of stuff that I share videos and content-wise on both my blog and Instagram. And somehow, I guess, maybe they caught wind of that. And I think that was initially how the ball got rolling. The next question comes from at Renin... Rannisky, how much advance notice did you have? Did you study baking before going on the show? Um, when all was said and done and I, I agreed to go on the show, I um, I did have some advance warning. There were a couple other hoops I had to jump through just to make sure that I was going to be on the show. They asked me to audition, and then the process from there was I had to film myself at home baking something. You know how, when if you've watched the show in the opening scenes, you'll see the bakers at home baking? That's a part of the application process. And you'll see me trying to make a strawberry shortcake on the very first um, or in the intro portion of my episode. From there, I then had to do a Skype interview, just a one-on-one chat with the person who was kind of doing the casting. And then that was it. After all of that was finished, I had about a month before I was actually flown out to Burbank and on the show. And in that month time, I actually did like study. I went out to Barnes & Noble. I got a Baking for Dummies book. Seriously, it's in my pantry right now. It's actually in my pantry right next to those objects that I mentioned in episode 5, which, side note, we do keep those in the pantry. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Um, and I remember I read about a dozen pages. I bet I didn't even get that far in the Baking for Dummies book. And I was like, you know what? This book is too big. There's too much information in here. I will be fine. I'll just read the recipe. How hard can it be? dot dot dot. Y'all know how that went down. So that's an awesome question. My next question is from at K say Do people fail on purpose to make it funny? I can't speak for like other episodes and contestants that have been on other episodes. But I can tell you that Anil... Toyshika and I, we were trying our very, very best. Toy's actually like really good at baking. So Anil and I felt pretty sure she was gonna nail it like all the way. And each one of us, we gave it our best. Sometimes our best just got like spit out or ended up being a Rice Krispie Treat covered in buttercream icing. But all three of us, we tried our hardest. My next question's from at... Mr. H underscore art. How long ago was it filmed? About a year. It was a year ago, and then I had to wait one full year before I could really talk about it. I mean, I told close, close friends and family members that I was on the show, but that's all I could say. I was not allowed to discuss any of the details. I wasn't allowed to share that I'd won, which was a pretty tough secret to keep to myself. And my last question comes from at Art with Mrs. Dot Hutchins. Did they train you, like coach you, um, before being on TV and covering any sort of rules? Um, they they coached us in the way that they told us not to look at the camera when we were baking and um, also during our interviews to look at the camera. So oh, actually to look off to the side of the camera, but regardless. So there were just a couple of little things like that. Um, I do remember there was one rule that was quite funny. When I was first picked up from the airport and dropped off at the hotel, and I've also gotten the question, how long did this process all take? So I'll I'll make sure to circle back to that. I forgot to answer that one. Um, I was dropped off at the hotel and I was told, okay, we'll be back in an hour and then we will pick you up. We'll take you to the studio. You'll do your intro interview. The second full day was baking. And then the third day was our outro kind of interviews. So after I did that very first day intro interview, I was dropped back off at the hotel. I remember it was around 5 o'clock at night, and um, I was not allowed to have my hotel key card. I was to go to my room, basically sequester myself in my room, and not leave. I think maybe the reason being was they didn't want us... Contestants like comparing notes or, or who who knows? Maybe going out and just getting wasted. I don't know what the thinking was, but we weren't allowed to leave our room on just the first night. Any other night we were fine. And it was totally cool with me because I was exhausted. And I really wanted to get a very, very good night's sleep because I knew I was gonna be stressed the max the next day. So it was five o'clock. I went up to my room happily. I put on my pajamas, which are not cute, by the way. These pajamas in particular were especially frightening and mismatched and stained with paint. And I remember thinking, I'm hungry and I am going to order room service. I had never ordered room service before in my life. So I was super stoked to do it. And I ordered room service, got like a multi-course meal, including dessert, and then came the knock at the door. I kicked open the door and started chatting with the young gal who had brought my tray, and that's when I heard my room door click closed. I'm now standing outside of my hotel room in my disgusting pajamas with no bra, of course, because who wears a bra with pajamas? And it's five o'clock in the afternoon. I have no way of tipping this young lady, and I have no way of getting back in my room. And I turned to her and I said, I don't have my key. She said, well, that's okay. You can just run down to the front desk. And, and I said, I- I'm going to stop you right there. And I want you to just look at my outfit. <laughs> and it was that point in which she took sympathy on me, went down, got me a key, let me back into my room. And I will say I did tip her for that because she earned it. Um, but going back to like how much time it all took, The baking component, I've been asked this a lot, is it actually timed? Yes, it is for real timed. There is no, hey, I've got to go to the restroom. Can I just duck out for a minute? No, no, no. And not only that, but you can't even think about anything other than the baking task at hand. So the following day, it was a baking portion round one in the morning, a big long lunch break where you're just sitting there eating and stressing about round two, and then round two. And yeah, it in the end, I will say it was a, a, so much fun. I made such great friends with Toy and Anil. Um, we chat every so often, and it's just funny to watch that episode and, and have so many happy memories of that like weird, wild experience, that thing that I just decided to say yes to. And I, I would encourage you... If you're interested in something like that or it, just anything, something that you don't even know where to begin, where to start, or or you don't even know why you're intrigued, but you just are, go for it. You may nail it. You may fail it. But at least you gave it a shot, right? At least you tried. And you, what you can carry home with you are your experiences from something like that, whether they just be silly and fun, and your memories. So, yeah. I hope that that kind of answers some questions for you, gives you a little behind-the-scenes peek of what my experience on Nailed It was like. And it was so stinking fun going back down memory lane and sharing that with you. So thanks, guys. Thank you so much for the questions. Chat soon.